This episode is brought to you by 2 Before Performance Nutrition. 2 Before is a natural sports performance supplement made from New Zealand blackcurrant berries. There's a growing body of evidence behind these berries for improving endurance and kickstarting recovery. With a sweet and tangy berry flavor, you can mix it in water, juice, sports drinks, and smoothies. For optimal results, drink daily 30 to 60 minutes before training. Use code INDIANA30 online at 2before.com for 30% off 20-pack products and free shipping. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Indiana Runner podcast. My name is Josh Puccinelli, and this is my portion of the podcast where I sit down with some of the best coaches and athletes from around the state, past and present. We discuss the highs and lows of their running or coaching journeys, the key insights they've gained along the way, and often dive into the bigger picture beyond the course of the track, the things that make them human, not just elite runners or coaches. The following is an interview with Ryan Banza. Ryan is the current head girls cross country track and field coach at Parkway Central High School in Missouri. Ryan was the keynote speaker at last year's IATCC Coaches Clinic and writer of one of, if not the most, comprehensive books on sprinting, The Sprinter's Compendium. During this interview, we talk the important role track and field played in his early life, his journey in athletics through high school, college, and beyond, his introduction to coaching, falling in love with coaching on day one, the many lessons he's learned balancing teaching, coaching, and life in general, his journey to writing The Sprinter's Compendium, the key conversations and lessons about sprinting and himself, learned writing the book, and much more. Ryan has a very impressive ability to take what on the surface is complex and make it digestible. Through countless years of success at Parkway Central, conversations with many of the best coaches alive, critically thinking about all facets of athletics and coaching, and facing all the highs and lows of life, Ryan has a depth of knowledge not only on coaching and athletics, but the life that happens in between. We didn't get through even half of what we had planned and are planning to do at least the part two, maybe three, this episode is more high level and focused on the journey that has led him to his unrelenting passion to be the best coach he can be. If you're more interested in the technical aspects of what Ryan has to say, look forward to future parts. Thank you guys for listening to and supporting this podcast. We couldn't do it without you. As always, hope you all enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Without further ado, I give you Ryan Banta. All right, Coach Banta, welcome to the Indiana Runner Podcast. How's it going? Absolutely great, Josh. You know, my family's from Indiana. We're from the region, and my mom spent time, a long time, in Gary, Indiana back in the day, and her, my grandpa was in the steel mill industry, and I got a ton of family in Crown Point, so I'm super excited to be on with the Indiana Podcast and hopefully have a lot of value to share with the coaches and runners. There we go. Happy to have you. So did you grow up in the region? I, I did not. However, every Thanksgiving, Christmas and summer, you know, I probably accumulated about a quarter of a year every year up, uh, especially in Crown Point is where my grandmother lived for most of my life when, when she was alive. And I still I'm related to pretty much anybody named Rendina is probably <laughs> related to me up there. And uh, so I have a lot of love for the Hoosier State and everybody up there awesome well like i said happy to have you excited to dig into your story and then also just talk talk coaching uh so we break open each episode of what's called tier talk we rank our top three in a specific category and this week figured with super bowl right around the corner and other sporting events we can rank our top three sporting events uh any time of the year do you want to go first or do you want me to go first I mean, absolutely. I could go first. I've got it right here. I've got the Olympics when they are 
in an Olympic year, the World Championships outdoor track, um, the Super Bowl if the Kansas City Chiefs are in, and then, of course, the Missouri State High School uh, Championships. There we go. Outdoor Olympics, or are you a winner guy? You like? I, I mean, I love all winter. I, I love winter Olympics. I love outdoor Olympics. For winter Olympics, I think it's no surprise that I love long track speed skating. Yeah. I'm really into that. I am a know-nothing swim fan. Um, I love watching swimming as well. So it doesn't just have to be run fast and turn left. Uh, it can be slide, you know, slide fast and turn left as well on the ice. I'm super excited about anything that results in speed and people pushing their human limits. There we go. So my top three, my number three is going to be Super Bowl. I think I don't know, just the like gathering of people. I love like the, the Super Bowl party, even if, I mean, the, the Colts haven't been in it in quite some time. The future is looking bright, but uh, it's been a little bit. I uh, think, yeah, just being around people and watching sports, it's, it doesn't get much better than that. Number two, March Madness. I think just, like, the whole event. I love, like, data and statistics. I get really, like, nerdy about my bracket and all that. There's just, I don't know, it's fun competing against people. You got your own teams in there, too. There's, like, a lot to root for there. And number one, similarly, Olympics track and field doesn't get much better than that as far as sports goes. Um, yeah, any distance, anything, um, I'm all, all for it. Yeah. And for me, I, the weirder, the better in some respects, you know, like yeah. people ask me all the time, like outside of sprinting, like what's your favorite event in track and field? And I'm like the hammer. And people are <laughs> like, really? And I'm like, yeah, it is the most amazing, crazy, scary event. You know, it, it, it's, it's wild. I'm really getting into women's collegiate basketball. You know, mm -hmm. the level of play there is so much better. You know, I, I hate to say I actually enjoyed watching LSU lose this weekend, <laughs> you know, um, but it's just it's getting to a point where the sports are there's something for everyone in so many different venues and avenues. It's really exciting. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I was watching that part of the Iowa game last night with Caitlin Clark. And I'm really hope the fever, the Indiana fever have the number one pick next year. I'm really hoping she comes out. So I'd, I'd be down to, to go to some some fever games, even more fever games. If she's yeah, and doesn't that just feel like she's the perfect person for a team like that? You I know, know what I mean? Right. Like in, in the culture of Indiana and you think tying back to like a sharpshooter like Larry Bird back in the day. And mm -hmm. it just it just feels like that's the appropriate. And when she dropped, what was it, 60 or whatever it was recently or 50 on on uh, and she does the step back three from half court. <laughs> it's just like. It's like Steph Curry, but maybe even more preposterous, you know? Yeah, just like relative to everyone else in, on her level. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, she's incredible. Um, our second icebreaker is what's called car thoughts. So it's the thoughts you're having in the, in the car, on a run, shower, all those times so that you're alone. Um, like I said in the, the outline, my thoughts norm are normally this important or this big. Um, but this past week, got engaged. So it's uh, heading into a really exciting phase of life. Um, as people who have listened to this podcast for the past, I guess, what, a year and a half now, almost two years, I've mentioned her a few times and, yeah, finally sealed the deal. Um, yeah, so we're just, we started this past week uh, or past couple of days, I guess, like wedding planning, all that good stuff. Sounds like it's going to be quite a lot, but I'm looking forward <laughs> forward to the future it, with that it's always nice when they say yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
So she's she's not one for surprises, and so she like wanted to know how it was gonna happen and when. And so I knew, <laughs> I knew like <laughs> she was gonna say yes, thankfully. But I don't know how yeah. you could go into it like wondering if they were gonna <laughs> say no or not. I'd be ooh, well. Man, I was already nervous <laughs> as is. I can speak from experience. My my in laws, you know, I do the traditional thing and. I go, I ask, you know, my mom and dad, which is her mom and dad, but I call them mom and dad as well. And their name is John and Judy. And you know, I said, Hey, John and Judy, I got to come down and talk to you about something without Michelle. Of course they knew yeah, what yeah. I was going to ask them. And, you know, I asked if I could have their daughter's hand in marriage. I felt like that's the right thing to do. And it's hilarious. Cause if you knew anything about my, my situation and circumstance and my wife being, you know, her, her own powerful force of nature, the, my in-laws were like, now, Ryan, you know, we of course love you and think very highly of you, but you know, our daughter, she might not say yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm sitting there like, oh my gosh, man. Like, well, I kind of assumed at this point we'd been together long enough that it was kind of a foregone conclusion, but now yeah. I'm going down and we did this big, long trip um, out of town and I didn't have a specific moment but I had the the ring on me where I felt like the moment called for it and and mm. that did and it happened and we were at a park in front of this like spring fed creek in Springfield Missouri because she's got a place her family's got a place in Branson and she loves Branson so I'm kind of trying to like not only hedge my bets but put put the place and the environment right for the best possible outcome of the answer and and, and thankfully uh she said okay <laughs> she didn't even say yes so josh i'm happy that yours was was much smoother in terms of the process <laughs> oh for sure yeah i so we uh so we're like north of indy we live north of indy and we travel around to the places that like meant something to our relationship we like shared memories of of the times at those places which is cool and then so i do you, are you familiar with Brown County State Park, like in Southern Indiana? Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I knew I wanted to do it there, but it was like too cold to hike anywhere. So I was like trying to figure yeah. out where exactly to do it. And I was using this uh, app called All Trails and like just mm -hmm. trying to explore like where exactly to do it. It ended up working out. There's like nobody in the park, which was perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah, I was getting a little nervous. It came down to, to crunch time. So yeah, that's uh that's what I've been thinking about for the past probably week or two is just everything going into that, and then now we're thinking towards the future. Uh, not so serious car thought is my Super Bowl pick is the Ravens. Um, also, if people have been listening to the podcast for a while, know I lived in Baltimore for about a year, so I've got got some allegiances there, and I'm hoping they can get the job done. I know Lamar hasn't been great in the playoffs, but this might be the year feel like they're the the most balanced team right yeah i mean so like balance and they can run the ball which everybody always forgets like you know in the nfl it's like it's great to have tyreek hill and waddle and have a coach who looks like harry potter you know throwing <laughs> the ball all around the place you know but then when it comes time for oh you're in kansas city and it's mm -hmm. snowing and it's negative 20 degrees you know do you still have the ability to put big man on big man and push big man out of the way for fast man. You know what I mean? And I feel like the Baltimore Ravens have obviously a great defense. They always do. And mm -hmm. they're well coached. 
And, you know, Lamar is, is a very good court. I mean, he's probably going to be the MVP, mm-hmm. um, you know, so if there was a year for him to do, which is crazy because like they weren't even going to sign him with a contract, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and he, nobody yeah. else wanted him. And now he's going to be the MVP and possibly a Super Bowl winner. You talk about a guy who's been doubted for so many years you know oh you're not going to play you're an athlete you're not going to play quarterback you know you're a wide receiver whatever they try to do all the time to these poor quarterbacks and it's like maybe they were really good in college at that position for a reason yeah you know for sure so the chiefs they had a quite a different year than normal i mean the offense wasn't terrible but it wasn't what people expected their defense was incredible are you are you a believer think they can get the job done I mean, I think if you have Patrick Mahomes, you always have a chance. Sure. Um, I really do think he might be the best of all time. We'll have to see how his longevity goes and if he wants to continue to play. The The problem that he's had is he literally has no talent outside of Travis Kelsey receiving the ball. Um, Rice has emerged mm-hmm. as that person, and thank God, because without him – um, we would not have won a couple of games. But, I mean, one individual player has lost two games with interception pick sixes and a penalty that also lost them a game. And, you know, the funny thing is Patrick obviously was very good once he became a starter and he was good in college, and I don't want to disparage him at all. He's amazing. But his improved play last year was one of the biggest IQ improvements and he's a high mm-hmm. IQ guy, but the ability to say, Hey, like the year before, when you're doing the whole circle backwards, circle backwards, circle backwards, put your <laughs> back to the line of scrimmage and then chuck it up for a great receiver to just catch mm-hmm. isn't going to work. And if you go back and watch all of this game film, which I, I watched every down of every game of the chiefs, not just because I'm a huge fan. I am, but also because one of our former athletes who played football and also did track and field and i'm not the boys coach but he's one of the best track and field athletes we had on the boys team colin saunders played defensive tackle for them last year he now plays for new orleans and started and played a ton but he had his best year last year so i'm watching the line of scrimmage all the time and patrick was doing so much of a better job of facing the line of scrimmage this year i mean he's putting the balls on the numbers these we had led the nfl in dropped balls like you can't drop that many balls so hopefully we have a good showing we'll see we got to play the bills in buffalo which is never easy to do um you know but if there's a team that chokes (laughs) (laughs) the bills the bills are historically (laughs) good at that you know very good at that so i mean i believe i I was a Chiefs fan before the st louis rams came i'm for you know Christian Okoye is a friend of mine, you know, the Nigerian nightmare back in the day. Like I love them, you know, so I'm, I'm a unabashed biased fan. So I think as long as you got Patrick Mahomes, you got a chance. Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious what they do like after this year, especially if they get knocked out early, like they obviously have invested a lot in their defense and just have kind of trusted that Patrick Mahomes will, will be Patrick Mahomes and carry on the offense. But obviously Kelsey is, is aging and, Rasheed Rice does seem like he's the guy, but can they put some other pieces around him? It'll be interesting. Also, um, George Karloftis, he, I was an assistant coach at West Lafayette High School like while he was there. So 
I didn't really know him, but I got to see him throw a little bit. There's a couple of Chiefs connections there. Absolute um, stud, man. He's a stud. Yeah, he's a beast. What about you? Has there been anything on your mind the past couple of weeks you've been thinking about? Well, we just finished finals in Missouri. We have a weird deal where we're not allowed to start as early um, due to tr the state government trying to get enough young people to do all of the vacation spots, employment, like so Branson, the Lake of the Ozarks, things mm -hmm. like that. So we're just finishing up our finals um, now, which I don't like to do after winter break. Um, so switching over at semester, we switch a lot of kids that's been on my mind today was our first day of second semester with kids. We had a cold out, which I know people in Indiana probably <laughs> laugh at, but we had a day where it was too cold to go to school, um, yesterday. So that's really been on my mind. And then because the class I teach, the segue to this is I teach AP human geography, and it's really more of like an international civics class. And there's just so much stuff going on in the world right now that, you know, it's just got me, my mind in a place of, you know, A, how do I teach this subject that can be very controversial mm -hmm. in a class that our school, which we'll get into, but Parkway Central is the most diverse high school in the state of Missouri. And so a lot of times people hear diversity, they think of like, well, a lot of minority kiddos or whatever. And it's, yes, we have that, but we have every language, we have every religion, we are the center of English learners as well for a four uh, high school school district. So we have a ton of those kids. We have very wealthy children that go to our school. We have kids that are on free and reduced lunch. We have kids that come from the city, you know, for voluntary transfer. We are in the most unique academic setting you could possibly be in, which makes for a really really cool educational experience for kids outside the classroom, let alone inside. But for me, I'm trying to figure out how do I teach this subject that in a politically charged world that we live in, how can I do it without offending, but also being honest and not telling kids my opinions, but helping them formulate their opinions mm -hmm. with right. some research and data and that's kind of what's just been on my mind very much is how do I manage the teaching side and the political side of the teaching and teach the curriculum, but also let them be able to come to their, you know, understandings or answers on their own through that curriculum. Yeah. So this kind of a question I was going to ask later, but it segues into it well. Um, obviously, coaching takes a lot of time, um, planning Workouts, planning, practices, uh, just coaching in general, meets, all the travel that's involved. But then obviously teaching isn't an easy task as well. Uh, what does kind of a, a day or week look like for you? Like where does your mind allocated towards? What's your time allocated towards? How do you balance the two? Well, um, I'm a very busy mind and I don't like silence very much, which your audience is going <laughs> to probably figure that out pretty quickly. I, you know, it's not that necessarily I like to hear myself talk. I just don't like silence. <laughs> um, so my mind is very busy. I, I, my day probably starts about five 45 every day. I don't get out of bed till about six, but you know, I'm, I'm up fairly early. We don't start school until seven 35, but I try to get there 
you know, with a half an hour of wiggle room, if I've got to meet with kids, deal with that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I teach an AP subject to freshmen and in our school district, we don't have challenge classes for the middle schoolers. Homework doesn't matter. They move kids up no matter what, you know, which is not, in my opinion, a good choice academically, but it is what it is. So then we become kind of the starting ground to solve a lot of academic issues that maybe have been just moved mm -hmm. along, you know, and kids have to learn how to play the game of high school and how to actually manage the logistics of high school. You know, tests matter. You don't get test corrections. Homework matters. Honors classes matter. Your grade point for the first time ever matters. And then on top of that, so I've got all of that. And then I've got my, what we would call regular, it's like history too. So it's a different track for kids that are not taking the AP and, and honors route. So there's lesson plans for that and development with history too. It's not as hard to plan because it's history. So your good lessons, your good examples. I tell teachers all the time, they say, Oh, I've got a lesson on that. And it is me. Like it's, I've got a bit on that, you know? <laughs> so it's like, it's history through a prism of comedy at all times, <laughs> you know, and most of the time me making fun of myself and my poorly, you know, poor experiences, you know, that I've had that are relevant to what we're talking about in a history class. But with this AP human geography class, as I mentioned previously, it, I have to, I have to be up to the day because stuff changes on the day. And so when I'm teaching the curriculum, that all stays the same, but the examples have to be fresh. It's kind of like the difference between being a musician, which I think is history class. It's like play the hits. Everybody wants to hear the hits. They want you to play Skinner, play some Skinner, right? <laughs> Where, you know, with a AP human geography class, it's like doing stand-up comedy. And I, mm. and I do that in class, but it's also like, well, what have you done for me lately? This is old. I need to know what's happening right now. I need to know the new stuff. I need to be shocked. I need to be surprised. I need to be able to dive into this interesting content. I need you to make it uh, simplified so I can understand what it is. And that requires a lot of work that I can never truly plan too far ahead because it's like old news, you know, like, right. you know, before October 7th, Israel and the Middle East has always been an issue, but not nearly what it is now. And then over the course of the weekend, during this recording that you and I are sitting down and chatting, you know, the United States and the United Kingdom has struck Yemen, which, you know, again, politically, probably makes sense if they keep shooting missiles and hijacking boats and things like that. It, and it's terrible to have to do violence. Um, you know, and these are the kind of conversations that I'm having in my classroom um, that are dangerous. And I tell my students, I have like a dangerous content, not like you're going to burn yourself on a Bunsen burner or, or spill hydrochloric acid on yourself. But it's like, we have to, we have to go into areas to teach this content that are not comfortable, right? So I've got that on my mind all the time. Um, and I'm the leader of the, uh, the NEA uh, in our school district in my building. And so I have that responsibility dealing with teachers who are not happy or new policies that they've changed. And we've got a bunch of stuff going on in our school district that aren't great. And so I've had to speak out against the school board and administration, you know, so I'm really putting myself um, in a position where, you know, uh, probably not 
well liked but if i'm not going to stand and fight for my faculty who is right mm-hmm. and and so that's a responsibility and then you've got obviously all your kids in your classroom all your emails that you're having to deal with all the time with parents and kids and administration um you've got a grade and it's like impossible to find time to grade and that's one of the things i don't think people who are outside of teaching understand you bring homework home in fact sometimes you have more homework than the students have you know because you have to grade all the stuff you assign you know and and that takes a ton of time and then i've got winter conditioning in the winter and i've got my cross country in the fall and i've got track and field in the spring and summer conditioning and i'm constantly working on some side projects and side hustles that i have going on as well so i don't think anybody outside of public education quite understands the world that we live in and i know a lot of coaches who are listening to this and teachers who are listening are going yes you're preaching to the choir but um i think when you verbalize it it becomes silly in terms of how much there is to do. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. It seems like it's pretty challenging to be passionate about passionate about more than one thing and kind of keep them in their own lanes. Do you have you learned anything about that? Um, especially I know like when you're you're at school, is it tough not to think about track or other side projects and, and vice versa? Have you learned about yeah, kind of keeping things in their own lane? Your, your different passions? 100% as a coach, teacher, teacher, coach, whatever. I feel like those are one and the same and they feed each other. But the biggest challenge that new teachers and new coaches have is how to manage presence. Hmm. And what I mean by that is, are you actually present at the dinner table? I never get as upset about most things as I get upset about a teenager who has done something wrong um, or has hurt themselves doing something silly that could have been completely prevented because it now messes something up. It would be like if you have a student in your classroom breaks their hand and now they can't write uh, on the writing portion of the AP test. Well, that doesn't happen really, right? But in in coaching, stuff like that happens. And you would be lying to yourself if you think it doesn't affect your happiness. It absolutely does. Things are going well and things are working out, you know, and you feel good about the growth and development that you have with the young people you're working with. That can feel really, really good. And that can make you the most happy, wonderful person in the world, almost to the point of being manic, you know, but if something goes the opposite direction, right, it can totally put you in such a funk and a slump that it's hard to fake it at home. And one of the things that I would tell young coaches and people like that is you you have to do your best to leave work at work. Mm. So what does that look like? I don't I don't respond to emails um, past 8 30 p.m ever um i tell my students and my athletes unless you're bleeding in a ditch somewhere (laughs) it can it can wait till 7 Mm a.m do not email me do not text message me i put my notifications off when it comes to emails on my phone and all of a sudden my life's much better 
and I've been able to improve. And I think everybody needs to have a hard line to when they say, okay, I'm shutting this down. I'm not talking about this. I'm not doing this. Having the cell phone, not at the dinner table, big deal. Um, going with my wife in the summertime and we would walk every night. We open the front door, the dog sits in the front door. Um, we can see our house the entire time. So I'm not abandoning my children, but they're asleep <laughs> in their beds, but we literally walk our little block that we have and we can keep our eyes on our house the entire time. It's like a 12 house street with a cul-de-sac and it's the best conversations my wife and I have because we're walking together we're exercising, that feels good. And we can have a conversation without the distraction of the cell phone. It's incredible. And so it is hard to put that stuff away, but you've got to figure out ways to do it so that you can work on your presence. And then when I'm coaching, I am present with my athletes. When I'm in the classroom, I am present. If I have a situation that's got me really upset, I have a 24 hour to 48 hour rule. Um, you're going to give me a day before I respond to this. You're going to give me a day to sleep on it, to think about it, because most of us are not good, fast thinkers. Most of us are good, slow thinkers. And hopefully you're a good, slow thinker. So that way you can problem solve. You can workshop it with family or friends, depending on who it's appropriate with, so that you can move forward feeling like, You've heard honest feedback and good counsel to be able to clean that. So then you can be present. It's like, I've got a time period. I'm going to handle that. I've got a time. I'm going to make a phone call at this time, or I'm going to talk to this person. I've set it. So I'm going to set it aside. I'm not going to think about it. It's going to be okay. It can wait till tomorrow, you know? Um, and, and with those type of things, you create boundaries, self-imposed, for yourself to be able to be present at the time what you're doing so one of the things i do in my program and we can talk about this i have a google sheet that or google form that my athletes fill out if they're going to be leaving early coming late uh, or missing a practice entirely because and the rule is i have to have that as soon as you know it so it can be months in advance put it in there and then I have the ability to, you know, arrange it based on date and I color code it and I send it out to all my assistant coaches as well. And the, but the latest they can do it is at 1 PM of that day, because then it gives me an hour and a half ish to be able to figure out, okay, how am I going to adjust this workout for them? How do I deal with being annoyed that this kid is leaving three days early for spring break, even though they've been given 10 days to have spring break, you know? Um, but if a kid's injured as well, we have a form for that. So then I can start to plan a B, C, D, E workout. But most importantly, besides dealing with my neurosis and anger uh, in school when nobody's around me because a kid's not going to be at practice, which is only a thing that a coach could really understand. It also makes me a more pleasant, prepared positive person actually in the practice mm -hmm. so that I can be present and not really angry at the one kid who didn't show up when 75 other kids are doing everything you want them to do yeah absolutely I think uh kind of touches on a, a big piece of this as well and that's like having systems in place to allocate your time properly to catch those random thoughts that you have throughout the day I think a lot of 
at least I've noticed this in my life, a lot of the stress I have towards my obligations or when I fear I don't have enough time to do this or that, or it's not going to fit in my schedule this way or that way. But if you know you've set aside time for this or you have a way to process those thoughts that come into your mind, I feel like it takes a lot of the, the stress away um, when you're thinking about those things and allows you to be more, more present as well. 100%. And, and Jocko Willing talks about discipline equals freedom. Mm-hmm. And it's such a good, just like simple motto, but it, it, to your point, it's like, you give yourself enough time, you plan out the things you can control, you let go of the things you can't control, you give yourself a window, you have rules, but then you have different judgments based on those rules so that individually you can handle those things, you know, um, in different ways. Cause like one kid missing practice because their grandma died is very different than a kid missing practice. Cause they got to go buy a prom tuxedo or something, right, you right. Know, stuff like that. Yeah. So this uh, form that they fill out, do they have to give a reason for why they're missing? Oh, a hundred. Yeah. A hundred percent. Okay. There's so in the category it's what day reason, you know, and then they actually have to put their email in. Some people are allowed to text message their kids or they can put it in a, you know, like uh, in our Google chats, which our school district can see. So we're allowed to send those. Um, and that way it gets to the kids. And that also gives me a time to respond because it's like, oh, Susie needs to go finish up a bio quiz. Okay, maybe you can't adjust that. But maybe you have ACLAB tomorrow and you have nothing going on. Or maybe you can do the bio quiz tomorrow after school, but you know, you're going to train. I really need you to train in this workout today, but I definitely could have you miss practice tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And it allows for those type of conversations to happen. And obviously some kids are going to try to ghost you and they won't respond, but they realize that that's not allowed at a minimum. I need an email back. If I send them an email, you know, and if I, and I don't send a lot of Google chats, you know, cause I just, it's weird to me. I'd rather just send an email, um, even though it's all in the same system, but you know, that's one of the things, like if they don't do that, they don't respond, they get in trouble, you know, cause all I need is a quick yes, no, sounds good coach, or I really can't because of this. And we talk all that out ahead of time. Like at the very beginning of the year, we kind of explain the, not the very beginning, I shouldn't say that it's day two. But in the second day of practice, we talk about all the rules and expectations. Day one, I want to open up my Chris Mahanika Kwanzaa presents, which are my athletes. I want to know what they can do. Um, I want to get data on them. I want to test. I want to have some fun. I want the kids to have fun. Um, And that's, you know, every day that a kid feels like they've enjoyed practice is a further chance that you're keeping the kids in your program. If you'd like to continue listening to this episode of the podcast, you'll need to subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Indiana Runner. Once you do, you'll get access to all full-length episodes of the interview portion of the podcast, in addition to other subscriber-only content, including extra content on race previews and recaps, book club episodes, the ability to ask my guests questions, and much more. Thanks again for listening to and supporting this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you on Patreon.